Cairo. Feast. Take a bite out of Dr. Jeff's wisdom so you can pay it forward. Come and get it. Cairo Feast is online and we are ready to serve and we got a plate full of yumminess uh, ready for you today. So uh, buckle up. We've got a wonderful, wonderful guest. Uh, this guest today, for you listeners that are out there, uh, we've got somebody that is a very, very dear friend, a colleague, a leader, an entrepreneur, a family man. You are a little bit of everything, my friend. A little and bit. So, Dr. Justin Nye uh, of Woodbury Spine out in Woodbury, Minnesota. Pleasure to have you on the episode today. Pleasure to be here, Jeff. All right. So we're going to get started. I have no idea where this conversation is going today. All right. Let's do it. I've got just a couple of words on a little piece of paper sitting in front of me and i know that when you and i get together we probably should have um a glass of wine or something here but we should. you didn't prepare very well i so did not i did not i apologize to everyone this could be we'll um, make up for it later this could be much more interesting if we <laughs> if we had that but uh, since we don't we're just gonna we're just gonna have some fun but uh um i want people to to know a little bit about you first and i know you've got quite a history in chiropractic and one of the one of the coolest things I think um, about many, many chiropractors is that there's a legacy in the family. Right. So tell me a little bit about your grandfather and, um, and chiropractic and how you then chose to be a member of this private club of chiropractors. Um, yeah, so I mean, I'm honored to be a part of, of this today. I'm honored to be a part of this profession. It, uh, it continues to humble me and, and amaze me in all different ways. But growing up, uh, my grandfather was a chiropractor. I've been adjusted since I was born. You know, I've had multiple concussions as a kid. I never saw a medical doctor. We always just went to the chiropractor. Um, whatever town we were in, it was it was this cool brotherhood of South Dakota chiropractors where my grandfather was well enough known that if we were in a town and we needed a chiropractor, we'd just pull in and, and you'd get an adjustment. It was just part of the deal. Um, so for a young age, actually at the age of five, I decided, you know, this is a profession I wanted to be in because growing up and spending time with him and his practice, like patients loved him, right? Mm -hmm. and, and it was this thing where 42 years of practicing chiropractic, um, he, he, people loved him. They came from everywhere. He adjusted horses and cowboys and, you know, it was just, it was an amazing thing. And so growing up, I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to, I want to serve a population of people that, that love you know their chiropractor and when he died even though it was three months before I graduated from chiropractic school at his funeral my brother and I were the the two that kind of led the funeral and led the service and we opened it up to people to talk and it was amazing to me that you know I've been seeing Max for 30 years I've been seeing Dr. Max for 25 years I saw him when he lived in Pierre South Dakota and now I see him out here in Rapid and I come out you know every month and I get my adjustment which is a three-hour drive and Mm. like just that legacy right he he didn't even realize he had it he was one of the most humble human beings I've ever met in my life he was this super soft gentle man and I wish he was still here today to see yeah. and he loved chiropractic he loved Onstead and if he was here this podcast would be like what was Clarence like you know what was it like going <laughs> right. to school in Palmer and, uh. you know I think he showed me once how much he paid like $800 to go to chiropractic school <laughs> some crazy number it was ridiculous oh my gosh. and so you know so just you know, growing up in his environment, in his world, it was hard not to want 
to be him, to want right. to leave right. what he's left behind and have people, you know, we, we all look, you know, to our funeral and to our, you know, the day that someone's reading our eulogy, right? We've done that test, we've done that exercise where somebody writes your eulogy and what do you want them to write? And we'll never be there for that day because we're going to be in a much better place. But the reality is, is what he had is yeah. what I think every human being wants. Yeah, yeah. You know, and some some for for you listeners out there to be thinking about is that very very question. So you know, let's let's give a little homework right now right. to to our listenership. Um, you know, write write some notes down. What are the things that you would like to have spoken about you at your funeral? What are the top five things that you want to be remembered for? And uh, I think it's. This is one of those great questions that you can ask around a fire pit with a glass of wine and a few beers or something, and, and, and it makes you really think. And that's an important thing, not because of, of the end result. I, I don't think it's that important, because you're not gonna be there anyways, right? right? You're not gonna be there. But what it does by going through that exercise is it makes you change what you're doing today Correct. so that it fits that right. people would say certain things about you when you're gone. Right. It's a, it's a realization that is the path you're on today leading you to that point in your life. Right. And, and if it's not, then there's no better time than now to correct it, to figure right. it out, to make changes in your life, whatever that means. All right. So I'm going to be bold right now and I'm going to say for chiropractors out there and entrepreneurs out there, if you're a freaking narcissist, you have the opportunity to change anything because if you are that type of personality that type of person that is kind of self-focused and self you know uh, adoring that ain't, that ain't gonna be good for you on the day when somebody is is remembering you in front of other people it's gonna be hard for them to come up with some good things to say and, and that's sad right so you want it to be a celebration of your life. Man, and, and how you've impacted other people and, right. and, and how you've changed people uh, for the better. Right, because as a chiropractor, that's what we want, right? We want to change the world, change our legacy, change the people behind us that are going to come next, leave the world in a better place. And if you're not on a path to do that now, now's the time to realize it because there's going to come a day where you don't get to change it. Yeah. You know, um, and I, you alluded to the fact that your brother, Kyle, is, is also a chiropractor. Yes. And so he obviously was inspired by your grandfather as well. And, uh, and I know because I know your dad. Um, <laughs> your dad is a chiropractor at heart. Yeah. Um, he's a foundational guy, um, a fix-it guy. He can fix anything. He can build anything. He's a builder-fixer. Um, and that, that skill that he put into you guys... And that work ethic that your dad instilled in you guys as well, I think combined with that, that kind of passion to help people uh, from your grandfather and really has become an amazing combination for both you and Kyle. Yeah, I would agree. You know, growing up with a, with a father that had his own business that started it from nothing and everything he had, he had to fight for in his life and coming from very little and many struggles growing up, it, it causes you to look at life differently and it causes you to say you know nothing's given to you in this world and you're gonna have to work for everything but at the same time and I try to instill this on my kids is that you know you got to stay humble no matter what God gives you he can take away yeah and so if you're not humble enough to realize that 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 everything can be taken away and everything can be given you know then 
then life you're missing the point and that's one thing dad always instilled on me and Kyle and I have another brother Nathan who is now working with my dad doing the same thing my dad does and it's just a it's a ability to get up every day and be your best self and, and stay humble and keep your head down and know that you're serving something bigger than yourself I think that's the key to life and that's why I love my dad and I have an extremely close relationship with him to this day as well as my brother. So yeah, yeah no, that's... and that's something I don't think you can teach anybody, right? I mean, we, we come in contact with chiropractors, young chiropractors all the time. And I always tell them there's a number of things I can teach you, but I can't teach you to be humble. I can't teach you to work hard because that's something you either got to have or you don't have. Right. Right. And so the three nigh boys, um, um, all kind of gained that knowledge, but I, I'd be crazy if I didn't say that a huge part of, uh, your development was uh, wasn't your mom. Your your mom, Deb, is is a fantastic lady and a driver and a, so organized. And uh, her business that yeah. she ran for years. I mean, you got to watch an entrepreneur every day, right? You know, um, between both of them, because she had a daycare yeah, business, she had right? A daycare. So, and I mean, that's I've got. I, I always tip my hat to to anybody oh, that man. works with kids yeah. and uh, just what they do day in day out and uh, all the the challenges of right. that and and then you know they're kids. basically raising somebody else's kids every single day. I mean, I, the daycare provider that we've had for all of our kids to this point, you know, she she loves them like they're her own and same as my mom did. And you know the the fact that they're raising them when you're not there and and the values that they have. And so whether she realizes it or not, which I just thought of this is like. She's instilled her values in God that she gave us boys, obviously, to every single kid that's coming through her wow. house, right? The impact of that and the generation impact of that is, is exponential. And, yeah. and I sometimes think we forget how much we touch people's lives and all the things that we do. Yeah, all it's those amazing. pieces. Okay, so we're going to go a little bit. Uh, uh, we're going to segue just a little bit because... We know how much you loved your grandfather and whatnot. However, your practice does not resemble your grandfather's practice. No. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I think it's okay, you know, um, to speak about your dad's practice because that was a different time. That was yeah. a different day, a different era. Um, I, I will tell you a story of, uh, and then you're going to jump in with your own story, but when I was in chiropractic school myself, and that was you know 30 years ago, um, I got to know a guy named Ben Cerullo. And there might be a few people out there that re recognize that name. He wrote a few books. He actually uh, uh, got to hang around uh, uh, BJ Palmer. And uh, so he, I met him when I was in chiropractic school. And, and then he and I became friends, and uh, he would tell me stories. I hung around him just so I could hear the stories. He was kind of crazy, to be honest with you. I mean, he was most chiropractors. Yeah, he he was he was, he was kind of a nut job, but he had amazing stories. And one of the stories I always remember this. He was a smoker, and when he was doing adjustments, he would always have a cigarette hanging out of the corner of his mouth, and he said to me one time, it wasn't a good adjustment until a piece of ash fell on the forehead of my patient. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you know, I mean, 30 years ago, that wasn't even appropriate. But 60 years ago, no big deal. Four out of five doctors recommended camel cigarettes. Right. I mean, that's where, that's where things were 60 years ago. Right. It was like, a healthy thing. I mean, it, it, we, we didn't have any idea about lung cancer and all right. of that stuff. 
Um, but uh, I, I know your dad had a little bit of his own. Well, I remember as a kid coming into Grandpa's office, and the reality was is he at his front desk guy would be sitting there, coffee cup in one hand and cigarette in the other, sitting behind the front desk greeting people. Yeah. Right? I mean, ashtrays were everywhere. You know, I never saw him go to the extreme of smoking in the room. <laughs> During the an patient, adjustment. <laughs> but he would, uh, you know, take a puff of the cigarette and walk the patient back and leave the cigarette at the front desk to burn out. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, it was just a different era. Right? right. And he served patients, you know, through, you know, chiropractic. He primarily was a Gonstead practitioner. So I grew up in that very hands-on, loving, forceful chiropractic world. Um, but, yeah, I remember cigarettes and coffee as a young kid and, I mean, it was probably by the time I was, you know, midway through my teen years that that became a, where people started talking about not, and now obviously it's a whole different world. But, um, but yeah, it's it's crazy that you know that's where it was, and and in and in the end, you know, like his practice versus mine, um, I had you know I always thought I would be there. You know, that's the crazy thing is I you mean we, in that location, his practice. I oh, always, in his practice, I always planned on taking it over. Okay, it was always. The thing when I was growing up as a kid, he always would say, you know, because he never had a child that became a chiropractor. Okay. Right. Um, he's never, you know, I'm the first after him to be a chiropractor. And then Kyle and, and Kyle's married to his wife, Bailey, who's also a chiropractor. And so we're creating more chiropractors, but we skipped a whole generation. And so his practice was he would always say, hey, you're going to take this over. Him dying three months before I graduated from chiropractic school forced my grandma to ultimately have to sell yeah. the practice. And at the time, I had transitioned into a different world. You know, we had met you and me, and we had talked about our future and and me working for you and coming alongside you and doing those things. And so, um, ultimately, it shifted our paths um, to what we have today. And yeah, it's crazy how God works. You know, even though it was a hard time for me in my life losing him and and losing the opportunity that I thought was meant for me for my life. It's is, is it funny how the best laid plans that we make become nothing right. of what God wants right. us they to do. They always say, right? Tell you know, God your plans and make him laugh. Right? Exactly. It's just, you know, I had this conversation in my office yesterday. I had uh, one of the leaders in my office, a chiropractor, uh, been a chiropractor for 28 years, something like that. And then my wife and we had this conversation about um, the future. And I looked at the two of them because they were like dead serious about talking about stuff for the future. And I and I started laughing and they're like, why are you laughing? This is serious. And I'm like, because you guys have no idea what the future holds and I don't either. So why don't we just let God sort this out? Right. But let's focus on what we need to do today. Right. What do we need to do today? And that doesn't mean don't plan. Right. You know, don't uh, have an eye on the future and have a vision, but realize that very likely the vision's going to change and that the direction's going to change. Right. You got to be willing to look at the doors that may open. So um, let's uh, let's go off a little bit because uh, you mentioned a little bit about uh, your dad's practice, uh, Gonstead practice, uh, smoking at the front with the cup of coffee and the cigarettes burning out at the front desk and whatnot. Um, your practice is exactly opposite of that. Um, so uh, tell us a little bit about um, Eight Weeks to Wellness and a little bit about the model of what you guys do and what you stand for here. So my, so my current, the practice that we're in today, um, yeah, it shifted. It's a shifted model. It's a, it's a chiropractic practice in a wellness setting, meaning that, you know, we've taken 
the traditional chiropractic office, which I bought, you know, actually come uh, September 1st will be 10 years that I've been running this facility um, in this amazing place. Uh, And so it was a chiropractic office, right? And and from my life experiences with my wife and, and having our first son and the things that we needed to change to be able to accommodate his his nutrition, his lifestyle. Christy went, my wife went to school and back to school a third time. She's much smarter than me. She's got a nutrition degree. And so we, how are we going to incorporate that into a chiropractic practice? And I don't need to reinvent the wheel. I don't need to, to create a system. In fact, I am not that smart. I'm more of a vision and implementer and let's move forward. And so I found a system that works and that was eight weeks to wellness came into our life. Um, I met Dane and, and Denise, his sister, at the time we're running it together, and now Dane runs it uh, by himself. And we brought this system of eight weeks to wellness, and we said, okay, how you know we're going to fit it into our practice? And similar to you know when you and I worked together, it was like, you know, tell me what to do, and I'm just going to do it. And and that's what we did. So we took this model of eight weeks to wellness, and we brought it into our facility, and ultimately what it is. It's it took chiropractic at the core, right? Chiropractic is still 70% of what I do in my practice, and I, we show up every day and adjust and serve patients. But with that, we look more at the lifestyle, right? I mean, the subluxation today has more complexity with the nutritional and the, the chemicals and all the stressors that we're exposed to that people have to understand it. And who's better to teach them than someone who loves how the human body works? And we don't want to change it. We just want to make it a better machine than what they're treating it today. And right. so Eight Weeks to Wellness does that. It incorporates chiropractic. It incorporates very simple nutrition, understanding a handful of supplements. Um, it incorporates exercise, but exercise in a format where we're moving the body better. We're creating a better functional body, a human being that moves better, that can squat, that can do things that you should be able to do, but most people have lost the ability to do, which is basically sit on a chair and get up from a chair and things like that. And so we, we incorporate the, the, the exercise component and then we put in the massage component as well. And we take those four pieces along with positive prayer, positive affirmation in your life. And those five things create what we call eight weeks to wellness. And in our office, we have a facility where we can do the adjustments and massage. We have a fully functional fitness center and training center. We have nutritional health coaches. And it is an amazing place to work because the stories and the changes that I see not just chiropractic, but the whole entire thing is amazing. And what it's done for me and my family and my team and the, the people I get to work with every day, it's right. It's an amazing thing. Well, you know, uh, and we're sitting in your office right now, um, but uh, if I can you know, paint a picture for, for our listeners, literally when people walk in the door, they know that they are in a place of wellness and a place that is inspiring. Um, because just standing at your front desk and being able to visualize everything going on, you can stand near the front desk, you can see people working out, you can see people going back for a massage, you can see people on a, on a roller table getting an intersegmental traction, you can see people in an open adjusting room receiving an adjustment and laughing and having fun with their chiropractor and it only takes a few moments and they walk out just excited and, and thrilled and you know, as people move through the office, there's just there's so much going on and your staff is, is excellent. You know. I think I ended up hugging three people before I even got to you, Justin, today. So, um, you know, it's just all a part of the big picture of wellness. And people know it and they realize it instantly when they walk in the door. That's, that's really, it's exciting. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a team that, is, that wants to be here that sees a bigger purpose in, in serving people. And, and everybody's on the same mission. And 
ultimately, you know, I when you walk into the space, my the point of of the the place is that it, it doesn't belong to me. Like Christine, I always talk about this. It's not our place. It's not our our office. It's God's. It's it's an atmosphere where people can come in and it can just be who they are and be present in something that that's different, right? I mean, we hear it all the time from patients. It's like I come here to get away from everything else, right? We, we, we play Christian music, there's scriptures on the wall. It's, it's not forced upon people, but it's who we are. And it's the legacy I wanna leave behind is that this is God's practice and, and he's gonna do with what he wants and he always has. And the reason I have it, the reason I get to be here is because he's given it to me, right? He's opened doors that I, I've been able to walk through that I don't know. Without him putting the right people in my life, I'm not sure I would be where I'm at today. You might be in uh, Rapid. I might be in Rapid City. Smoking cigarettes. Smoking cigarettes with the coffee. <laughs> Wearing a cowboy hat, which is nothing wrong with the cowboy hat. Right. But the cigarettes might be an issue, but um, it would be a different world, right? right. Um, and so, yeah, we, we create an open environment with vibrant colors and positive music and a team that's there to serve and and greet people and, and everybody's treated as equals and, and that's just the environment I want to work in. And that's the thing, like I created an environment where I wanted to work in and then said, hey, who else wants to come here with me? Yeah. Well, and uh, uh, for those of you that are listening that you know might know somebody that's interested in becoming a chiropractor or maybe it's a young chiropractor that's in school that might be listening to this, a student, um, I know your door is always open to those people. Always. Um, so... Uh, Woodbury Spine in Woodbury, Minnesota, Dr. Justin Nye, um, and I'll, I'll put your information in the in the notes for the podcast so that people can reach out to you for and sure. just come and hang out. Just come and like be a fly on the wall and watch, yeah, and just absorb and see what what can happen because I think I think most people have no idea that they could they could do something like what you have here. That they, they just they can't conceive of it. I I know the same thing is true in my office, uh, which is eight thousand square feet with you know. You know all sorts of different offerings, and and they walk in. And it's like I didn't know you could do this. Right. Well, we why hear it not? All the time, right? right. So uh, so please come and visit Justin if you're if you're in the Minneapolis St. Paul Twin Cities area um, or uh, Western Wisconsin. Just make make the the trip across the Mississippi and or across uh, the St. Croix there and, and uh, uh, visit. So a um, little bit about. Multi-practice. Yeah, you mentioned you mentioned eight weeks to wellness, and by the way, we'll put uh, eight weeks to wellness in the notes as well. If you, if somebody out there is interested in that model, I think it's a fantastic model. Dane Donahue, the founder, is a fantastic guy with his heart in the right place, right. Um, and uh, we'll let people reach out to, to Dane or to you, Justin, uh, specifically to to learn more about that if people are interested. But um, you mentioned systems and and uh, and having systems that you can then just take and run with. And right now, you're the owner of how many clinics? I just sold my other one, so I have two clinics right now, but in the middle of getting ready to buy another one. Okay, so uh, so getting ready to buy your fourth clinic. My fourth clinic. Is that, is that correct? Uh, fifth Wait. clinic. Fifth oh, clinic. Getting ready to buy your fifth clinic. And you're how old? 39. 39, dang. Okay, so you're way ahead of me. <laughs> I don't think I bought my second until I was 40, so... <laughs> That's good. That's good, you jerk. Um, <laughs> no, I, you're um, you're a leader, Justin, and uh, you're exactly the right human being to be the first person to participate in the uh, Big Fish training program, which uh, we've developed to really pay it forward to our profession. And so, tell our listeners a little bit about your experience, maybe in um, 
in that process of you know buying a practice together, you and I, mm-hmm. and then now your process of paying it forward to other chiropractors. You know, I think one of the things when you and I practiced together for all those years, I think we did three years, you know, the biggest and most amazing thing is that it never felt like work, right? We just, we, we loved what we did and we created a relationship. And then from that, we both looked at each other, you know, early on in that and said, hey, what, you asked me the question, what is it you want to do? What does this look like? And you and I had a vision that was really similar. A total God thing is like, you know, create a practice that is sustainable and that serves people and then teach other people to do it because ultimately through our relationship I think we learned like we don't want to practice alone like we want to practice with people that get us and that are like us and have energy like us and it's always a good day to come to the office and and serve patients and so from that you know we, we said all right well let's you know let's buy a practice together and so we ended up doing that obviously here in Woodbury and uh, 10 years ago, uh, we walked through the doors of a different office, right? It was a smaller office. It was 2,000 square feet. You know, we were there for five years. I remodeled it two times to accommodate, you know, eight weeks to wellness and practice growth and adding an associate. Well, and that practice, uh, by the way, was like 85% personal injuries. One of the largest personal injury practices in the state of Minnesota. And now it's completely a different model. <laughs> Right, because when we bought it, we were both like, well, you know, we can, we don't mind, we like the PI, we don't mind it, the personal injury stuff and helping people there. And so then it's like, well, what can we add? And one of the things you and I did really well in your practice was family care, right? We, we took a lot of, just a lot of kids and a lot of families and the importance of wellness, chiropractic and what that meant. So that was me, that was my foundation. So I said, hey, I can add that in. And we added that in. And then from there, just, you know, found that I didn't think I would like looking at blood work and which we do very little but blood work and looking at people exercise and all that and it just it became who I was and so from remodeling that practice twice and our experience together you know of of buying a practice I mean for you and me it was an easy relationship it always was right we had the same vision the same what we wanted to do and when I came to you and said hey I want to try this thing you'd be like okay give it a go and I think it was just a trust that you and I had. And then that's part of the leadership piece is that you knew I would never do anything that would jeopardize you and me. And we talked about everything. We coached every week and we, we spent a ton of time together and we had a ton of dinners and drinks and all these things to develop a relationship. We were always in the same mindset of how can we grow the profession and how can we grow our practice. And then after three years, you and I broke apart in the sense of we were no longer business partners. And, and you pushed me, and I'll be honest, and I don't know if you remember, but it was jumping into that first, hey, let's bring someone on and train them to be a big fish doc and then help them buy their practice, for me was scary because I was at the time, I mean, that's when uh, 2014, so at the time I was like 34, 33. Right. And I looked at it and said, how am I going to be able to lead someone else <laughs> when I'm still trying to figure this thing out myself from day to day? Um, and so from that, you just said, Justin, you got to do it. You got to do it. And one of your associates at the time knew a kid that was looking for a practice. And that kid and I had lunch and we decided, hey, I told him, like, hey, here's what I did with Jeff and here's what I want to do with you. And he's like, well, I got nothing else going on, so let's try it. And it ended up blossoming into an amazing relationship um, with Dr. Ross. And, and now they run a, a very successful eight weeks to wellness practice similar to mine. And it's just it was it was an amazing experience because it allowed me to be pushed to to become a leader 
forced to become a leader, um, which I love and wanted to do. And then it, it required me to learn it fast and then grow fast and be pushed out of my comfort zone, which I love being out of my comfort zone. And, and it then led me to eight weeks to wellness, which now I'm you know, coaching and training with eight weeks to wellness with other doctors. And it's put me out there and pushed me to be more and more, um, which is amazing. And then as a result, yeah, I've been able to had the opportunity to meet amazing chiropractors that have wanted to go into business with me and open practices and do that whole thing called big fish. And I don't know, for me, it's, 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 it's fun. Yeah. It's just fun. You know, and, and, and ultimately we wanted to create something that, uh, led to successful chiropractors. So, and so successful that they would then pay it forward and do it for others. Right. Which Ross is my first has right. done, right? Similar to like you and I were first, me and Ross were first. And now he's done that with another doctor, Jake, and He's got another associate coming, and same thing with me. And um, we're hiring new associates, and we got them coming out the door. And you know, we just continue to to do this because I don't know. It, every, people want to be successful, right? It's like you said. You know, I'm 39, and this is the point I'm at. And and some days that's overwhelming for me, thinking, well, you know, holy cow, I I can't believe I'm here. And every day I, I feel that, and that's why I always like stay humble and say, you know, it's not mine. It can be gone tomorrow. And so yeah. I'm just going to keep serving here in this space. But it, it having the opportunity to do this exponentially. And so I tell my docs the same thing you told me. Do it faster than me. You know, figure this thing out faster. Take the learning curve and make it smaller. Right. So that you can be there faster than me. Right. And, and but the requir requirement to become a doctor under you or under me is that you be coachable that you be moldable that you be open to doing things the way you see them working that that doesn't mean that you can't have your own ideas and and in do things that are a little bit different but uh man it starts with that humility and that coachability if you don't have that forget it i you know i, I don't right. even bring you got to stay humble you got to be willing to be coachable and learn and and know that you don't have it all figured out because it turns out I don't have it all figured out. I'm right. still being coached and learning, you know. And I and I think when you stop being coachable and you stop being willing to learn, then all the things that are important in life just go away, like the joys and the fun. So yeah, you got to be coachable. You got to be willing to come underneath of us and say, hey, this is how we do it, only because this is how we've always done it. But give me feedback, and you know we're gonna continue to mold. And my practice today, I don't know about you, it looks nothing. Not necessarily like surface looks nothing like it did 10 years ago, but the systems, the procedures, how we do what we do, how we train, all those things is night and day different than it was 10 years ago. Yeah. Well, and I, 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 can, I can see that even five years from now, what it's going to be different again. Right. You know, I mean, my practice continues to, to change and, and shift a little bit um, all the time based on lots of different reasons so it's it's okay to change and it's okay to you know to uh, to alter right. how you're doing things it's uh, it's part of that learning process okay so um before i let you go I, I i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of pepper you a little bit so i what i want you to do i'm gonna ask you uh about four different things in your life and i want you to answer how does this topic um how does this topic, this word that I'm, I'm going to say, how does that work in your life? And so the first thing, how does this have an impact in your life, your faith? Um, it's everything in my life. Um, without faith, 
I have nothing, right? I mean, I get up every day and I serve something bigger than myself. Um, and as a result of that, I'm accountable to that, mm. right? And and, I, and in life, if you're not serving something bigger than yourself, you're you, if you're serving yourself every day, then yourself is going to let you down because we're humans. Yeah. I'm a human. Yeah. I will always let myself down. But if I know that there's something bigger than me, my faith at my core, and know that that faith has me, good or bad or ugly, you know, in the worst of days and in the best of days, I serve God and I serve that first. And that's what keeps me going. It's what makes me different, I think. Um, You know, it's interesting. Sometimes I'll ask people, you know, what's what's your purpose in life? And, and you know what the most common answer I get just you know and, and you can ask this of you know a whole classroom full of people and the most common answer out there is to be happy <laughs> and I always find that kind of an interesting answer it's because my next question is well what does that mean right what, is, what does it mean to be happy that you have a bunch of stuff that you you know don't have to work you can like be independently wealthy and just sit at home all day. I mean, what does happiness mean? Right. And so, kind of digging deeper, you know. And once you get there, what, what, what's that, then what's what? the end game, right? I mean, right. does that even look like? You know, I always tell this to my young doctors and my wife Christy and I, who you know, she's my core. Her and I talk about this all the time. Is that if tomorrow I lose everything, all the stuff, right? Peel it all away. Peel it all away. What's left? I still have my faith. I still have my wife. And I have my kids. And from that, I can rebuild anything in my life. Yeah. And so if your goal in life or your purpose in life is to get something that you can ultimately lose, right? what's the point? Because my core, my purpose is everything that will never go. So that was my my next F was, was family. Yeah. I mean, I'm blessed to be around an amazing woman and you know she's her and I talk about this a lot um, because our where I'm at you know I'm in this day in and day out and she's the person that is beside me and and she you know this practice is what it is because of her and most people would think it's because of me and it's not I'd still be the chiropractor doing the adjustments and that's it and 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 that would be it right and she's pushed me to do more because her purpose was bigger and from that my purpose became bigger and we have three amazing kids with Elijah and Brinley and Amelia and they're you know they're our piece that allows us to leave a legacy right my legacy is is I don't need them to be chiropractors but I need them to serve bigger than themselves serve God first serve their family and you know and like we talked about I have brothers and I have my parents and I'm extremely close to them and I've had grandfathers and grandmothers who have been a huge impact growing up in a small town in South Dakota where you know you get nothing you work for everything and and it's just my family is everything to me um and like you it's it's what makes us whole so those are two biggies but my next F is fitness (laughs) how does that fit in uh you know I I had this conversation with somebody yesterday he's trying to you know he's gone through some things in his life and um and, and he's trying to make it all work and when he pulls himself out of the life and he's able to work out, he's able to eat healthy because it's easy. But when you're in life, it's tough, right? And, and I can make a ton of excuses, but the reality is, is when I'm exercising, when I'm staying fit, my brain, my clarity, my purpose becomes bigger. And as a result, my life just continues to get more abundant. 
and and being healthy you know it doesn't mean losing weight it doesn't mean you know whatever to you it, it, it means to me that I can stay focused that I can continue to serve and that means that three or four days a week I'm up at 5 a.m. and working out by 5:30. and I hear more and more today like I can't believe you do that and it's like it's because if I don't life happens right. and then that doesn't happen yeah I, I know that I'm more focused when I feel right right and I feel right when I'm getting adjusted on a regular basis and I'm working out on a regular basis and you know there are people that will see that as being you know too self-absorbed or too you know uh, self-focused or whatever but doggone it if we're not fit if we're not healthy how in the heck we can we others? help other people be healthy well and when you run a, a clinic like I'm a part of you know there's the massage piece and there's the nutrition and so then you hold yourself to another accountability of like, are you right. eating healthy? Are you feeding the machine properly? If you're having bad thoughts and you don't have energy, it's probably because you're not eating healthy. And I get a weekly massage. I am in my massage therapist schedule every single week. And yeah, it's an hour of my life that I used to think I don't have it. And now I know I can't live without it because my ability to keep beating up my body, which is at 39 falls apart faster yeah. than I wanted to. Yeah, between you and I, I don't know how many surgeries we've had. Uh... Lots and lots. And so you got to take care of yourself. This, this thing we call our body is what we rely on as chiropractors. Right. And if you're not taking care of it, it's not going to take care of you. Right. And that's where the fitness, the eating healthy, the getting the massages, the getting the adjustments every week, twice a week. Most weeks I get two adjustments a week. And it's because... I know that I'm going to beat up my body all week. I need to take care of it. Yeah, Sounds weird to say it, but taking care of the physical actually takes care of the mental in a lot totally. of ways. Um, and we can be mentally sharp when we're physically sharp. Okay, the last one, and this is kind of the antithesis of the previous one, is fun. Because you can't be all serious and just so focused on fitness and eating right and all of that. I mean, there's got to be a cheese curd in there somewhere, right? right. So... How does fun fit in? Fun fits in everywhere. I mean, I always have fun. Um, everything in life I have fun. You know, I, I love hanging out with my kids. I'm a little bit wild and crazy. You know, I still jump on the tube behind the boat, even though every time it happens, I end up getting hurt, I think. <laughs> um, I'm still wakeboarding. You know, I'm still having fun. You know, I, I, me and my wife, we, we date each other. We just got back from Door County. Last weekend, spending three days together. You know, you and I, we still go to baseball games when we can. Right. Go to baseball games. Um, and we surprised our wives. You know, I was just telling the story the other day of how we went to Detroit, went to a Twins game, and we surprised our wives by jumping on an airplane and spending four days in Napa. And, you know, when you work hard and you put so much into your practice and the things you're around, and you forget to stay in love with your wife and to love your kids, it's not worth it. And so you gotta have the balance of working hard, playing hard, checking out when you need to, resetting when you need to, you know, developing and working on the relationships that again have value, right? Strip it all back. I think you would agree, Jeff, because you and I have had a ton of conversations. The relationships in our lives are all that matter. Yeah. The friendships that mean the most, you know, the five people in your life that have impacted you the most, your family your wife, your spouse. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and it's, it's the events and the, uh, uh, 
the experiences. Oh, the you know, I mean, we we've talked about that because you know when we go to a, a ball game, you know, we're we're traveling the country every year uh, looking for a different Twins game to yep. visit and. And we don't get the we, cheapest seats. We don't, and we don't eat healthy. Either. No, we don't <laughs> eat healthy. We, we are about the experience. We want to have the food that they are known for. Yep. Um, I remember eating uh, crickets. Oh, yeah. In Seattle. Do you remember getting oh, a cup full of them. crickets? And we ate like two of them. And I think we threw the rest yeah, of I think I had about four of them. They're small, <laughs> you know. But, uh, but that's what it was known for. And like right, you said, right. we don't get the cheapest seats because... We want the experience, and, and, and we value life experiences. Right. right. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we had seats, uh, I think, along the third baseline uh, for one night at Fenway Park. We had seats. And we froze. We, we, we froze, were in the and we got circled by Bert. You know, it was <laughs> awesome. Um, but we also took the time, and it was freezing. We had stocking caps on for that game. It was weird. It was weird. Um, but we ended up going on top of the Green Monster. Right. And and uh, up there. drinking a beer up there, and we were Wind freezing our butts our off. It was literally probably 20 degrees wind chill. Yeah, and, and I think it was in June. <laughs> it was weird. It but, was weird. But, uh, um, and, and, you know, you, you mentioned the story of, of going to Detroit with our wives and doing some tours while we were out there and and seeing the the tigers against the twins at the stadium there and then not telling our wives hey we're getting on a plane and yes it's not going back to minneapolis it's going to napa and we told them in the middle of the flight we talked them into the whole story of why you know we had to take a flight to napa and then back to minneapolis because of delays and things and <laughs> fortunately for us our wives trust us way too much oh man they, <laughs> we, we totally fooled them the whole time and but then we uh, uh, threw them a card and told them we were going and yeah it was just it was an amazing trip and we drank some great wine and had amazing food and yeah that was fun and then we ate healthy and we worked out yeah we made sure we worked out christy made sure yeah yeah we (laughs) made some great great meals while we were out there too so yeah we did all right brother i think i beat you at bocce ball oh shut up um (laughs) i don't think that ever happened and there's no record of that um justin thank you i appreciate your time to to share this information with people and to uh inspire some people that's what we do we inspire we impact we're looking to pay it forward um that's what it's all about thanks for being an open book thanks for being humble and honest um love that about you always will love that about you and uh again for the for our listeners out there um if you know somebody that could benefit from this please uh share it Uh, pay this forward by you know, sharing this this podcast episode uh, with some people that need to hear it, whether they, they be just some entrepreneurs that would enjoy it, or some chiropractors or future chiropractors, because we are our, our program, Big Fish Enterprises, and our oh, training program. You know, uh, for those of you that may know this, uh, about forty to fifty percent of chiropractors five years after graduation are not practicing chiropractic it's very sad it's really sad because they're, they're spending a quarter of a million dollars on their education to become a chiropractor and then five years later they're not practicing and uh, we decided that we did not want that to happen and so far of the many many clinics that uh, big fish has has paid it forward for not a single one of them is out of practice they are all thriving Amen. not just surviving they are thriving and they are continuing to pay it forward to young doctors and so it's working, it's working. so thanks for being a part of that thanks for being the initial guy thanks for allowing me uh, oh man you know? i mean uh, it started with with you and and uh and it's gone uh, great places so it's it's part of the legacy of what we're doing and, and i appreciate that very much so um stay hungry my friends 
and always, always, always pay it forward. Cairo Feast.